Aussie horror makes a big impact as the Philippa brothers breathe new life into the possession genre with Talk to Me. When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Okay, everyone, this is the movie that us horror nerds have been waiting for. How stale has the possession genre been for so many years? I mean, William Friedkin, he did us a huge solid with The Exorcist, a movie that ranks so high not only amongst horror nerds, but also movie buffs in general. It's spawned countless imitators, many sadly far more pale than uh, William Friedkin's classic. Uh, And that movie still stands the test of time today. Now, this movie here, I mean, how many movies have you seen that have just been about, you know, like two priests, one mentors, another one, and then there's a demon spawn, they fight, and it just feels like a pale imitation of The Exorcist, or sometimes, let's switch it up, let's use... Uh, let's use a nun. Let's have her come in there. Oh, there was that Russell Crowe one, The Pope's Exorcist. I haven't seen that one, but I actually heard that one's pretty good. But all these movies just feel like the the format to them. Seems like kind of the same movie over and over again with all these exorcism or possession movies in general. So it is fantastic to see not only these two guys that made this great Aussie horror movie. It has become a surprise hit. It's going to be, and it's going to resonate with people. I was totally taken surprised by this movie because I hadn't really heard anything about it. It just seemed like a little freaky to me and like kind of cool. And I went and saw this movie and the style of it was so artistically done. Now with A24, I was expecting more of a slow burn. That's what a lot of their movies are. To me, a lot of A24 movies are weird and kind of a slow burn. So it's sort of something, a lot of their movies seem to be something that I kind of have to be in the mood for, although I love weird stuff, but their movies are usually seem to be a little bit longer or they feel like they're longer as well too. This movie hits a much more universal chord. So even if you're not a fan of A24 movies, I think you're going to like this one, especially if you're a horror fan, or even if you're kind of a normie entering horror for the first time, this is one that has some kind of universal elements to it that I think is going to pull you in and and make you connect with it. So kids going to see this movie are going to be freaked out. They'll have a challenge to bring their friends to it, to freak them all out. This is something that is not necessarily anything that we haven't seen before, but it's done in a way that's so kind of different than what we usually see. The execution for it and the style of it and the approach to it is great because it feels like it's something completely new. And this movie sort of reminds me of, and I don't know, I don't know if the Filippo brothers took their inspiration from this, but it has a, it reminds me of the movie Idle Hands. That one has a much more comical approach and the hand is constantly getting them in trouble. So basically, the hand is the conduit for all the craziest stuff that happens in Idle Hands. Now, in this movie, it's a party trick, which I think is great. Because all these things that teens are doing to entertain themselves nowadays, which is strange. Now, uh, in my time, it just used to be like drinking, hanging out in parking lots. Things that you would see in the movie Dazed and Confused, right? It, it was We were just kind of bored. We would have the same sort of like... A, bonfires out there at the same location, these keggers that cops had always busted at because we would just never switch it up. Whoever was organizing the keggers would just keep them in the same place. So 
we did our own like fairly amount of like stupid things as teenagers. I mean, we weren't like doing the Tide Pod challenge and we weren't overdosing on four locos. Although I remember like with the four locos, I've had I can see why that really messed some people up because four locos gave me some of the worst hangovers that ever had before. So I'm actually okay with them banning that product, especially since people like it really I don't know what the hell they put in that stuff, but there was something very dangerous about that liquor, that Four Locos liquor. But anyways, you got these teens uh, ODing on malt liquor, malt liquor energy drinks, all these like stupid kind of things. Uh, but then uh, by far the most stupid thing that you could do as a either a teenager or a grown adult is to mess around with the supernatural and make it into a party game. Uh, that's where the hook of this movie is so kind of interesting and seems like something that teens would do. Even, you know, even... People have done a lot of dumbass things in their life. People repeat the same, go back to the same habits and making the same mistakes. So you could easily see how this could happen, especially if it's a party trick that could go viral on social media. The gist of this is that there's a severed hand that kind of looks like a statue, like almost like a, a porcelain statue. It was, it was, I believe, the hand of a psychic. So it's able to tap in to supernatural forces. People are able to talk to the dead. So when they hold this hand everybody gets everybody gathers around for the party and then whoever's brave enough to volunteer they tie them up and then they grab the hand and then they instantly start to feel something freaky happening like seeing things and when they say the words i let you in that allows the spirit to possess them the rules they establish in this movie is that if you hold on to this hand for more than 90 seconds and you allow yourself to be possessed for more than 90 seconds then the spirit is going to stay with you. So it's a very dangerous time to be there for more than 90 seconds. So, of course, our central character of the movie, Mia, played by Sophie Wilde, who's fantastic, she uh, she's very curious about the supernatural. It's almost kind of like a drug to her, her curiosity with this once she gets possessed. Now, the whole like possession thing does not seem like it's a fun time, but apparently these teens are having a great time when they're getting possessed because now it looks painful. So the, the dead spirit will go into the body, and then the person who's getting possessed, their head will tilt back, and the camera will like completely readjust. It's almost like you're getting this instant hit of something or something that's changing their world in a 180 degree. The head falls back, the camera goes with it. Their whole reality has been changed. So the camera work reflects that, which is great. And but it's like their eyes, it's like black stuff is coming around their eyes. It looks like they're they're losing all their lifeblood, like almost like they're getting choked or they can't breathe. This looks like a very painful experience that's happening when the spirit is inside of the body. But when they get done with it, they're like, wow, that was a rush. <laughs> it was strange. <laughs> it was kind of a, a strange reaction. But anyways, Mia, she's sort of addicted to this. And she something happens where she brings somebody else into it. But she gets possessed for more than 90 seconds. And basically, the spirit kind of stays with her after that point. And then she sees things. After they separate her from the hand, she starts seeing things later when she's alone. So you sort of get a sense in this movie that her psychic state is kind of heightened already. Or maybe she's somebody that has the potential to kind of tap into a higher kind of psychic state or, or ability to, to communicate with the supernatural more than other people do. And then you combine that with this spirit staying longer, overstaying its welcome, basically. And that's where it really, that's where chaos really starts happening. 
this movie it feels authentic to the way that teenagers act and like a lot of time when you go to party situations when you're a teenager and a lot of kids there are just there to kind of get messed up and they seem kind of like everybody's a lot of people are having fun but like a lot of people are kind of assholes or indifferent to somebody that's getting harmed um so that that rang very true from parties that i've been to okay what else to say about talk to me it's about 95 minutes long it's so nice to see a movie that's under two hours now and it's just efficient doesn't waste any time doesn't really have any fat on it gets right to the point from the very beginning with the freaky scene keeps going is very energetic it's the kind of movie that gets you stoked and kind of fired up about indie movies and just the fact that the Filippo brothers are breathing new life into this genre that seems like it's been, you know, no pun intended, dead for a long time. Um, but yeah, it's just really cool to see. It's great to see. And I think this movie is going to be a big hit. I think it's going to have legs that are going to last for a while and it's going to have a big cult audience as well, too. It keeps the rules very simple. What's great, too, is that it's not convoluted at all whatsoever. Just very simple. The rules of the world that they set up are very easy to understand, other than the fact that characters are making stupid decisions, like they do in most horror movies. They do feel like very authentic teenagers. The main characters are likable, which is great. And it's just this movie just does so many things right. Well, I hope that other people see this movie. I hope that other filmmakers see this movie and they take inspiration from it at breathing new life into these genres that need something different going into them. It's very appropriate at this time right now when it feels like Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. To have this indie studio A24 come in and have these guys that were YouTubers making this movie and have it be really something that can become a, a, the next phenomenon. And so, and I hope that if they do sequels to this, that they keep that same energy and they stop if they don't feel like it's breathing new life into the genre or it keeps energetic. The really cool thing that I got out of this movie was feeling like seeing something new on this genre that I've seen countless movies in before and reinvigorating my love for, for horror movies, for, for indie horror movies and seeing how they always can kind of, you know, a lot of them are bad, of course, it's, it's just like any other kind of movie or genre movie, but horror movies, especially indie horror movies can seem to throw you a curveball more than any other genre. So this is a really cool time for, Indie movies, especially as we're seeing kind of the fall of the Hollywood system right now. Hopefully, A24 doesn't get too big for its britches and keeps making the right decisions. So far, they're doing fantastic. And I think this is a great addition to their catalog. And one of my favorites of theirs by far. So definitely go out to the theater, support this movie. So we'll keep getting more stuff like this. And before you go, maybe pregame, watch Idle Hands. That can be your kind of comedic horror warm-up to this one where things get serious and get crazy. And until next time, words of wisdom, don't fuck around with the supernatural. That can never really, to me, be stated too often. I learned my lesson the hard way from that by playing the Ouija board too many times, and I will never play it again. I think this movie is maybe a... Um, Cautionary tale, a non-preachy PSA. We'll see you next time on the Dead Harvey Podcast. Mm -hmm.